Hey everybody, how we doing? Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to my Disney Addiction Podcast with your host, the Disney Detective Greg. And your number one ghost host, Chris. Yes. Chris, I just have one question to ask you. Is is it truly going to be one question? Yes. Like no more questions the rest of the podcast? I have the first of many questions to ask you. You Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What, What a... Do you trust me? No. No? You don't trust me? Well, fine. I'll just fly on my magic carpet alone. If you get a magic carpet... I'm looking at it right now. Okay, that's a rug that's got the design of the magic carpet. That is not the magic carpet. It it is the magic carpet. The one and only magic carpet. Folks at home here, I uh, took a trip to the Cave of Wonders just the other day. Um, That's your basement. To the Cave of Wonders? Uh, Yes. (laughs) Um, and, uh, you know, since I was a diamond in the rough, I came upon, I happened upon this gloriously looking, uh, tapestry slash rug. And it was a magic carpet that just, that just befriended me and my little, uh, monkey cohort. (laughs) So, (laughs) and we, we, we've been inseparable ever since. And, um, I do have a magic carpet folks, just to let you know. All right, so if you haven't guessed, we might be touching on Aladdin. So, Greg, we are continuing our series here. And what is our series for the month of January? Yes, of January, we're talking about the best Disney Renaissance movies. In our opinion. In our opinion, yes. Yes. Uh, Which is right. Of course. I mean, undoubtedly. Indubitably. So we we talked about Little Mermaid in the first uh, the first week of January last week we talked about Beauty and the Beast, and this week we have the uh, the glory of talking about Aladdin. Aladdin. Yes. Holy cow. So, Greg. Chris. Aladdin. Yes, Aladdin. Before we jump into um, Aladdin, let me ask you: mm-hmm. have, have you ever? Um, bought besides that, like, have you personally bought anything that was Aladdin based? So, yeah, I mean, outside of finding the the magic carpet, um, but you didn't buy that. Correct. I I stole it from the Cave of Wonders. <laughs> Truthfully, no. Uh, I have this awesome piggy bank of the lamp. Okay. It's shiny gold. It's great. I don't really use it as a piggy bank just because it's a, it's a great piece uh, to my Disney collection. Yeah, I don't want to ruin that. That'd be bad. Right, exactly. Um, I mean, it's... Sure, like, if I drop something in, it might have ultimate cosmic power, but it's just itty-bitty living space. <laughs> well played, sir. I have so many. So many of those, man. So many. But outside of that... I mean, I, I have a, a couple of Aladdin t-shirts, you know, that I put on, uh, that I rep... Um, I, I have the movie. Um, I got this nice limited edition steelbook. I don't know if any of you are steelbook collectors out there, but I'm a huge fan of that. Uh, I have the Aladdin steelbook. Um, but yeah, outside of that, not really, not really. I've been looking to get get a fez. I think a, a, a fez would be nice, a nice addition. Nice. How about you? Do you have any Aladdin collectibles or memorabilia? Mm, no, I probably. Not since I was a kid, I haven't really bought anything Aladdin-based. I mean, I bought... I think I bought my wife, like, a few, like, 
graphic tees that were like Aladdin. Sure. And stuff like that. But no, I don't personally have anything that's Aladdin anymore since I've been an adult. Sure. Um, so let's jump into the movie a little yes. bit here. And let's. there's going to be lots to talk about with a this ton. movie. A ton, yes. So um, the movie is the fourth of the Disney Renaissance time period. It is the 31st feature film from Disney. Oh, boy. It is loosely based um, in some parts. There's, I won't get into a lot of the history of it, but it's based on the Arabian uh, folk tales of the 1001 Nights. Uh, the film was released November 25th, 1992. Directed by Ron Clements and John Musker, our favorite co-directors of The Little Mermaid. Yep. And this was a huge success and won huge critical acclaim. Um, it, it paved the way for so many other uh, you know, Disney films in mm-hmm. terms of uh, just the cast. Exactly. So let's jump into that cast since All that right. was a good segue. Perfect. Um, so we have Aladdin as Scott Weinger. Wait. Weiner? Weiner. 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 Whatever. I, I don't want to say Weiner, but it's Scott Weiner. Weiner. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have the uh, late Robin Williams as Zajini. We have Linda Larkin as Jasmine. Jonathan Freeman as Jafar. Frank Welker as Abu. And Gilbert Gottfried as Yago. We have uh, Douglas Sealy? Sealy? Yeah. As the Sultan. And we have a lot of others, but I do want to throw this in here. We have Jim Cummings as Razul, the captain of the guard. Yes, Jim Cummings, good old Winnie the Pooh or Pete from the Goof Troop. Yes, a lot of that. Jim Cummings is amazing. Phenomenal We have voice music actor. once again from the Alan Menken. The indisputable. So we have some songs here. We don't have all the songs, once again, not all yeah. the instrumentals. But we have Arabian Nights, which is featuring, featuring Robin Williams in the intro of the movie. We have One Jump Ahead. Uh, friends, uh, friend like me with Robin Williams, Prince Ali with Robin Williams. We have a whole new world. Um, so there are, you know, and then there are a lot of reprises. You know, Prince Ali when Jafar sings Ooh, it. So yes. I mean, there are some reprises throughout the songs in the movies. So that yes. was a quick, quick recap. Um, Greg, do you have anything else to add to the recap? Sure. Uh, so outside of the songs and the cast, uh, I, I guess just the plot of the movie. Uh, so basically... Story and plot. Yeah. yeah, story and plot. You have um, the street urchin, Aladdin, who is trying to you know find his place. He has dreams. He wants to be you know rich. And he has, he has places he, he, he wants to go. Um, and he was he's pure of heart. Or he's the quote-unquote diamond in the rough. You have... Um, the main baddie of the film, Jafar, who is uh, just bent on finding this magic lamp. Uh, he first gets uh, one person, one little lowlife crook, to find him one half of that scarab beetle. That will then, you know, create the Cave of Wonders. But he soon finds out that uh, he needs to find the right person to go down into it to retrieve the lamp. And, you know, uh, through one way or another, he he finds out that it is Aladdin. Um, And uh, so that's how those two, you know, come together. Uh, The other subplot is you have Princess Jasmine, um, who is the Sultan's daughter. And she's uh, a few days away from um, her, I believe, maybe 16th birthday. And uh, the law states that she needs to find a suitor and a husband by, uh, by that time. Um, 
and so but her, not only that suitor has to be a prince exactly it has to be a prince and so her father is trying to you know set her up with all these different princes um and just none of them are doing the trick for her they're very arrogant and uh she wants to be able to control her own destiny and control who she marries if she does marry she wants to marry for love and so you have that storyline going as well uh she then comes into aladdin's life because she was sick of all these restrictions that have been put on her from you know the agrabah law or the agrabanian law i guess so she escapes goes into the marketplace where she runs into aladdin he saves her and they start to strike up this this uh friendship that might turn into more but so basically um when uh aladdin finds the la uh or helps jafar with the lamp jafar goes through a little bit of a of a disguise he was like the old man who was also um trapped in the dungeon where you know aladdin was thrown into because he was quote unquote a criminal um he finds the lamp but abu of course being the ever uh zealous monkey he touches he something so he finds the lamp uh deep within the bowels of the cave of wonders um and he was led to it by uh my dear friend the magic carpet which you happen to have right over here exactly oh, exactly yeah. right uh, can, can you wave to the listeners magic carpet beautiful oh, man. beautiful look so at nice. that he's such a uh, congenial and very sweet i know carpet. i know and uh, see as you're saying that he brought me uh a drink there you go. thank you sir thank you Ooh. he's he's the greatest yeah he is the best and i just love that you're drinking water out of a wine glass Hey, you know what? Uh, it makes me feel uh, special. <laughs> so, so you, you yes. were saying. Anyway, so after they find the lamp, um, you know, Aladdin's able to, you know, get it. But of course, Abu, he he breaks the rule of of the Cave of Wonders, saying that, you know, touch nothing but the lamp. He touched um, the forbidden treasure. The forbidden treasure, yes. And he quickly puts it back, but then it melts. It looks like a giant red ruby or something. Oh, yeah. Like that. It, it sort of reminded me of, you know, those um, ring pops? Yes. Yes, with like that big diamond, like the big cherry one. It's like, boom, right there. See, cherry was not my favorite. No, I agree. Do not like the the taste of artificial cherry. I love cherries, the fruit, but artificial you know, cherries like, so are like, not I liked ring about. pops, but I like those push pops more. Oh, the push pops, yes. All right, back yeah. on track. I mean, they look like cool little lightsabers. <laughs> right? Anyway, okay, so uh, going back to Aladdin. Yeah, so they, you know, he tries to escape. Uh, but he falls up short, and uh, you know he he gets tricked into Jafar by giving him the lamp, and then Jafar doesn't save him. But Abu, again, being sneaky, he steals the lamp back as they fall into the Cave of Wonders. Aladdin rubs a lamp, boom, pops out Genie, and then Genie helps Aladdin sort of win over Jasmine uh, because you know it was like love love at first sight. But he's like, oh, I'm a street rat. How can I fall in love? Or how like when? Why would she want? to you know yeah have a relationship with me because i'm i'm nobody and uh so genie you know is trying to you know help aladdin find his way and that's how he then you know gets back into agrabah uh all the while you know jafar finds there's something odd with with this prince abubu <laughs> prince ali ababwa and uh, he, you know, he he soon finds out that uh, it is truly Aladdin, the the street rat who um, Jafar thought died in the collapse of the Cave of Wonders. Um, but uh, another reason why he doesn't like this this Aladdin is because he 
uh, gave up on you know the lamp because he thought it was lost, but he then was like, well, if I am able to get Jasmine to marry me, then I become the Sultan and I don't really need the lamp, even though that would be nice. So that's his new goal is to become Sultan um, and then literally just control a kingdom, a very villainous move. Uh, but basically, yeah, so once Jafar finds that the lamp is still out there, he, then he uh, and Aladdin wrestle for control over the genie. Uh, it's literally a good and evil standoff at that point. And, um, <clears throat> of course, you know, like, the good character, you know, falls out of the grace. The, the villain gets uh, the lamp. Then he, you know, you know, unleashes the beginnings of his wishes. And, you know, at the end of the movie, uh, you know, all's well. Um, Aladdin, you know, comes back to the rescue uh, frees the genie, and uh, he's able to have the sultan um, sort of retool the law of, you know, Jasmine has to marry um, someone uh, before her, you know, certain birthday um, to a prince. So now Aladdin, he's not really, you know, he doesn't start as a prince, but he becomes a prince through marrying Jasmine. And, you know, it's just a great tale of just being yourself. Uh, you know, you don't need to lie to impress anyone. You have self-worth. Uh, everyone is important and they have their own, um, you know, needs as well as like their, their own path in life that, that shouldn't be uh, overlooked based on anybody else's station or stature. So everybody's important. Just be yourself and things will come to you. I think that's the main uh, like mantra or theme in the movie, which I really can get behind. I know it's tough. Like a lot of people like, oh, you know, your life is much better or, you know, mine needs work. I'm so boring. That's not true. Uh, you are unique. There's no other buddy or there isn't anybody else on this world that is like you. So you have worth, you have um, everything going for you. There's no need for you to be someone you're not. Bam, man, that was great. Wow, I know. I got really deep there, but hey, you know. That was... Aladdin struck a chord with me. I really love the movie. That was a good one. Holy cow, that was a deep, <laughs> deep dive <laughs> into that. Let me just see here. I think that was a pretty uh, substantial one. I think that was about like a 10-minute... It was good. I, you know, it was very cathartic. And uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully you guys enjoy the little recap. If you haven't seen Aladdin in a while, go so, and watch it. Uh, let's kind of go through a couple things here. Uh, so let's just start off with um, intro. What intro. do you think of the intro of this movie? You know, um, it's one of my favorite ones. I, I, I do like the flair that they put it on. It starts with, you know, like that that uh, sultry sort of Indian music that you can just swing your hips to. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. it's great. Some like pelvic gyrations, you know, you can really get into it. And it starts off with like that that smoke, mm -hmm. you know, and then uh, it, it launches right into the the first song of the movie, Arabian Nights, you know, and it sort of takes you through like a sweeping view of the city of Agrabah, yeah. um, the marketplace, the palace, uh, the j just the sand, because you know when a lot of people think of like desert, like oh it's boring, it's hot, there isn't much to see, but Disney. They know how to make it enticing and mm -hmm. and to animate it so well that it's quite fetching and 
it, it makes you want to say, hey, you know, I really want to visit a place like this or this is very exotic. And, uh, you know, it's just a good grounds for a great story. Um, so I really do like that. I love how they set it up. It's sort of like, yeah, here's, you know, this is what's happening in Arabian Nights. And here's just this feel that we're going to start with the whole movie. Um, yeah, it, it's great. And again, it's sort of, um, it, it, it sets up the story because obviously in the beginning of the movie happens after the end of the movie, if that makes sense. Because you have the marketplace peddler who's played by Robin Williams. And, you know, he's he's like selling you things, you know, like the uh, the Dead Sea Tupperware, still fresh. <laughs> um, and uh, like that, that um, the hookah as well as like the, the, it serves it does, a dual purpose. Yeah, a coffee maker and yes, fries. And then, oh, also fries. Um, and it does not break. Oh, it broke. <laughs> um, and then he also pulls out the lamp. It's like this was what this once belonged to, you know, uh, a street a young or, man. A young man changed the young man's life. Exactly. It's like so. Let me explain to you like how it does. So it's cool how the beginning of the movie actually happens at the like after the end, and then you uh, are thrown in to say, okay, this is an important lamp. How does it factor into the story? So that that's my hot take on it, which I really enjoyed. How about you, Chris? How do you like the beginning? I thought the beginning was great. I love, I love, 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 love Robin Williams in this. I, mm. I, oh my gosh, I can't get into too much of it because I'm going to, I, 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 I want to <laughs> get into it. Um, I just don't want to overtake the discussion on certain things with Robin Williams because there's, like, we, when we get to the songs, that's going to be Robin Williams. When we get to like my favorite right. characters, it's going to be like Robin Williams. When we get, it's spoiler. It, yeah. <laughs> It's going to be, I don't know how to say it. It's one of those things where I think that was a actually a pretty ingenious way of opening the movie because it was very much um, the song drew you into not just the city, but it drew you into like, like to the Arabian Nights. It's like the idea of like, you know, it, it's hot and intense and they you know and the heat is immense like the idea of like okay this is the culture this is the world that we live in world and so i like that and i love it also created like an expansiveness to it because like they're they're going to so many different places within this fictitious city of agrabah you know like with little mermaid you it's basically just the sea you know yeah and uh, like around that area with atlantis and with beauty and the beast like they it's more of like a storybook thing set in this small little town. Whereas for Agrabah, like it's sprawling, like it, it, it's within a, a desert and it just means that there's so much more for adventure. No, and so I think the intro was great. It's just, oh man, Robin Williams just knocked it out of the park. He was so funny. I know. Or like in the beginning, like everything you said, he like, um, I don't know, man. It was just... It was funny, but like I said, like the beginning intro had a, like a intensity to it about what kind of culture they live in and what kind of environment. But as soon as he got off that camel, it was like pure fun and joy going into <laughs> yep. it. He's like, he's like, salam and good evening, my friends. Come close, come close. But then it oh, hits him in the face. Oh, a little too close. <laughs> Not that close. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. It was great. It was great. Yep. Um, so I think loved the intro. Um, and I loved how when he took the sand 
and he threw it into the air, and then it became the stars, and then oh. it zoomed down into yes. Jafar right in front of, yes. like, meeting, uh, I think it's Gazim or Hazim. Yeah. Uh, meeting him yep. in the desert. That I was think great. that was great. That was a perfect transition. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, there was so I much I love about, about that. that. Like, when, when Jafar, oh, man, I could... We can go on. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. You know what? Let's just keep going on here. Yes. So, like, here's keep the it, thing. Keep it. Um, I loved it when he put the, um, oh, my gosh, what is that? That The uh, the beetle. What's it called? The scarab? Scarab beetle. Yeah. When he puts that together, and then it, like, flutters, and then it, like, shoots off into the desert, and yes. they're, like, chasing it, and Jafar's, like, faster. Like, and then it zooms around, hits that big mound of sand, and then, like, this. Becomes the eyes. This tiger. Yeah, the tiger of the sand like lifts up and they were using cgi you know right. for it like so it was like animation and cgi so it was like Whoa. it still holds up you know it's to this day good. like you know with with sand i think they they got a pretty good look for you know cgi sand i oh man that and the voice for um the tiger yes. for the cave of wonders i think it's like when it when it first pops up like so I think, what was it go? It was like, who disturbs my slumber? Yes. Who disturbs yeah. my slumber? Yeah, so it's so good. I love that um, so much. Um, we can get into different scenes and stuff like that, but let's kind of talk about uh, some other things throughout the movie so we can kind of keep a, a decent pace here. Yeah. Because um, we're going to, I can go for a long time on this movie. Yeah, um, and this I don't, would be like a 24 hour episode. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to, I don't want to take up too, too much time here right. with that. So, who is your favorite character in this movie? Who is my favorite character? Mm-mm-mm. Um, well, Robin Williams uh, as the genie, for sure. Rob- I mean, without Robin hesitation. Williams. Okay. And me I, and you're on the same page, my right, friend. We're, yeah, we're the same. We're the same in, in in regards to that. Yeah, I mean, just, I mean, come on. How can you not love Robin Williams and his portrayal of the genie? I love all of his uh, impressions of some of like the you know entertainers of the time how they were able to seamlessly fl- like put that into the performance um i don't know he, he was just a bundle of energy you could tell that he was always there for aladdin and yeah he 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 just brought such a nice lightness to the movie and uh they they crafted the character so well uh, how what i loved was when genie was talking about the uh provisos or the like limitations of his mm-hmm. power he's like i can't bring anyone back from the dead I've tried before. It's not a pretty picture, you know. Yeah. Or to like, I, I can't make people fall desperately in love with you. And what was the other one? Oh yeah, I can't kill people. Yeah. So that was a really cool scene. Just like how to like set the stage for the genie's powers. Like, okay, he's not omnipotent. Um, he's very powerful, but you know there are some limitations here. And the genie, I mean, when when he and his songs, like they're literal showstoppers. I mean, I've never listen to any Disney song that had quite panache as as the genie songs. I mean, they were just they were overblown. They were uh, just in your face. They were just so much fun to listen to. And I, you know, all of those uh, descriptions of, of his songs, like I'm using in, in, in the highest regard, mm-hmm. in the best way possible, just because they were so phenomenal in Robin Williams. Again, he had that personality to carry it and to own it. And he did. And I mean, yeah, just throughout the whole story, like the genie is is the one that that helps Aladdin understand that you know just be yourself. You don't have to put up pretenses 
and be someone that you're not even though he initially helps him to be you know a prince you know like to catch the gaze of jasmine even at the end he's like okay you know you have one more wish just say the word and i'll make you a prince again but aladdin you know he has that pure of heart he's like genie like i promised you that that you're that i want you to be free so you're free um but yeah so the genie is my favorite character i mean again i i can't say enough about him um and and if i had my druthers i'd I'd just continue to talk about the genie and robin williams and his portrayal but enough about me like why do you enjoy the genie so much i think the genie um represents um a lot of things like he's been around for millennia right and I, yeah, like when he sees, yeah, sorry to interrupt, but like when he sees the, the carpet for the, like the first time, he's like, um, well, hey, carpet, what up? I haven't seen you in a few millennia. Give me some tassel. Okay. You know, yeah. it's just like, dude, that's awesome. That's so awesome. it's like, he, like, he's like lots of energy going, 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 going. He's funny. He can do all this magical stuff, which he makes like, it's just so much fun. I like all the impressions that you said. Um, but I like that the genie, even though he's been around for so long and could easily be very much, I don't like people like they're very they selfish. Me. Yeah. They just yeah. Use me. Um, he still tries to have a moral compass and tries to help Aladdin be like the whole thing that genie always is doing is like, tell people the truth. Yeah. Like you keep essentially trying to put out this, put on this mask and you got to tell her the truth if you want her to love you. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, I love that. I mean, I mean, Robin Williams. It's a great message. Yeah. And, and I, I think the one that like resides with me the most, you know? Yeah. And yeah. So I think uh, the genie's character was very apropos to Good word. W- what's like going it. on with this um, movie. Um, so let's move on here. We can, okay. we can always go back to more of things course. in the movie. Um, just having fun. So who's your least favorite character in the movie? Hmm, least favorite Iago. I hate Iago. (laughs) You know, he's very abrasive. Uh, Gilbert Gottfried in his voice. Yeah, very abrasive. Uh, But I actually didn't mind Iago. I found him uh, just very funny. Like, I would would laugh at at his lines, his quips, things like that. Um, So I wouldn't put him as my least favorite character. Um, (sighs) It's got to be the Sultan. Some with dad figures, you know, you got, I don't like Triton, I don't like Maurice from Beauty and the Beast, and I don't like the Sultan. Dude, what is it with you? What is up with me? Oh my gosh. Yeah, there's just something like, maybe I haven't been facing yet, I don't know. But again, it's just, that guy is so dipsy. You know, like he, he puts his faith in his most trusted vizier, or his advisor, Jafar, well, I mean, of course, you know, Jafar has that, that snake staff, like, mm-hmm. to trance him. But seriously, he doesn't need the trance to um, go along with, with whatever Jafar says. Um, yeah, he's just a bumbling uh, dope, I'm sorry, um, who clearly doesn't understand, you know, like, Jasmine. Uh, I know that he's all about the law, but I'm like, at the end of the movie, he's like, well, I'm the sultan, aren't I? I can change the law. So... For like the the bulk of the movie, he's saying, "Oh, Jasmine, this is the law. Your birthday's tomorrow. You need to find a suitor who's a prince." I'm like, "Wait, why couldn't you say, well, you know, like how much stress and uh, you know disdain this is putting Jasmine through? Why not just change it at the beginning?" Again, like 
and he had this like breakthrough idea at the end. I'm like, okay, no one told you this. You thought of it your own. Great for you, but like you, you could have prevented her from running off. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. I, the Sultan's my least favorite character. <laughs> oh, um, side note though. Um, later in the movie, when Jafar gets control of the genie and he, he becomes Sultan, you know how um, like the Sultan robes were being taken off of the Sultan and then put on to Jafar and he was just left in his underwear yeah i didn't notice this before but they drew like this one squiggly line of like gray of white hair on his chest to like signify his chest hair yeah and i couldn't stop but thinking about that one hostess dessert like that chocolate brownie one with like yeah. the white frosting i'm like it looks just like the white frosting oh my gosh yeah so i kept looking down i'm like eyes up eyes up man I'm like, that's no. so weird yeah I, I think i was just hungry or I, I had like a sweet tooth during that scene i was like oh that looks just like <laughs> The hostess. Yeah, sorry, that was a weird uh, sidebar. But anyway, he's my least favorite character. <laughs> How about you? Well, I already said Iago. I just find him annoying, and I can whenever he talks, I just want to turn the TV off. I hate his voice. <laughs> he had this thing about crackers. He just hated crackers. He kept bringing it up. He's like, oh, yeah, once you become Sultan Jafar, I'll be the one shoving crackers down the Sultan's throat. I'm like, crackers aren't bad, dude. Just need to have some nice. Yeah, wine. but the Sultan shoved it down his throat when he didn't even want it. <laughs> which is which is hilarious. It's like, oh, what you want? It's like, mm, 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 mm. right in there, right in the gullet. So, what would you say your favorite song is from the movie? Whole New World. I mean, I am going to say that Whole New World is my favorite Disney song. Period. Period. Yes, sir. Hmm. It is. I. 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 I love it. It's a great song. It, it shows you. I, I don't know. It, it it just gives me the sense that you know anything is possible, and you know if you're with someone that you love, you can you know um, undertake anything. Like you have that. It's almost like they give you a sense of being super, like like a superpower when you have someone who you love, who stands by you, who supports you, and you support them. I. It's just it's just a great hopeful song to say that together you can go into the unknown um, and you can embrace new points of view. You can uh, you know just go forward without you know trepidation. And I and I think that again it just really resonates with me. I just love the movie's message as well as you know just the songs from it because like again it just plays perfectly into what you know strikes home with me. Just be yourself. Uh, don't be afraid to get what you want. Um, yeah. So that would be my favorite song. How about you? Um, it would have to be a friend like me. Oh, okay. I just think Robin Williams did a great job with that yeah, song. Yeah, that was great. I thought that was great. Like, the animation of that scene was great, which is a fun, friendly song. It just encompasses like this is an uplifting thing that Disney does that I like. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought that, I think that is my favorite Disney, uh, not my favorite Disney song, my favorite song from this movie. Okay. Um, my least favorite song would probably have to be One Jump Ahead. So oh, the first time you meet sure. Aladdin okay. when he's in the marketplace, yeah. I'm like, eh. Yeah. You know, it's like, all right, there you go. Again, it's, it's, it's a song to further the character, try to get you to understand who he is. Uh, I, I would have to say my that would be my least favorite song as well. Yeah, and it's not anything against no 
the song necessarily. I just figure... There are better ones out there in the movie. Yeah. So, let's keep running through because sure. there's other things we can talk about with this movie, but I want to kind of go through some of these questions. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I kind of t- talked about... So, like, what's one of your favorite scenes in this movie? One of my favorite scenes in the movie... I love it after uh, Aladdin gets the genie to uh, break them out of the the crushed you know cave of wonders and the, he takes him to that this one like desert oasis and they're trying to figure out like okay like what's gonna be your wishes or how am I gonna win over Jasmine without wishing her to fall in love with me even though the genie said that's something that he can't do it's a limitation so um, again it's just a great scene um, when uh, genie is you know going through like how to make a prince book you know and they throw in a little bit of cameo with uh, Sebastian from The Little Mermaid. Um, and, uh, you know, he just, he plays around with, like, Abu. Like, what animal would a prince have, you know? Um, and just, I love the uh, the persona of the uh, very flamboyant uh, tailor that he puts on as he's, you know, um, creating Aladdin's wardrobe. Uh it, it's just great, um, and it 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 was a nice scene between the two of them to sort of build their bond or their chemistry, um, and yeah, it's just like that would probably be one of my uh, more favorite scenes in the movie, uh, and, and one that I would constantly think of uh, that would come to mind. So, how about you? Um, one of my favorite scenes would have to be the, um, uh, like I said, the. The song where uh, just a friend like friend like me, the Cave of Wonders scene I love. Oh my gosh! From like, uh, it was just amazing. Like the walking down into the cave with like the towers of gold and treasure, to meeting the carpet, to climbing up that tall like towery thing to get the lamp, and yeah. then everything starts, you know, falling apart. Like that was an inc- thanks a boo, incredibly awesome scene. Right. Um. I think. I mean, there's a lot of cool scenes in the movie, like when Jafar, when Jafar is like, you know, turned turns into a snake and is fighting Aladdin. I thought that was really cool. And one of my favorite like moments in the movie is when, um, oh, Aladdin finds out, like Aladdin and all of them are being like turned back into normal after Jafar becomes like the, a sorcerer. Yeah. And then he's like, I forgot what a, a Jafar says, but essentially he turns around and shows the genie and Aladdin looks up and the genie is gigantic. And he looks like he's like huge and his eyes are all pale white. Oh, yeah. He literally picks up the entire like castle and puts it on it. Like like he looks like mountain a top. beast. Yeah, like, he does. At that point, it's like one of those like, oh, like a genie. Could, like this genie could be like, yeah, he's funny, but like. He is this powerful. He is that scary. Right. So I love that. Like that one scene, he looks like, a, oh my goodness, do not mess with this. Right. But then you can also like feel that, that, that like the, the conflict that the genie has, because like, even though he's, he's doing Jafar's bidding, like Aladdin comes like a genie, like, stop it. He's like, sorry, Al. Like he's I my new master. master. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, you could tell that he does not want to do this, but he's bound 
by, by the rules of the genie. Yeah. yeah, by his cuffs. You know, I'm like, oh wow, like that. That's like gut wrenching too. He's like, genie doesn't like. He's not that kind of person or genie, but he he's forced to because you know he's in the wrong hands. Yeah, so I think that was one of my favorite scenes. Um, what was another one of my favorite scenes? One of my favorite parts uh, in the movie was after you know Jafar uh, becomes like the ultimate sorcerer and. Um, you know, now he has control over the palace, and Aladdin, you know, comes back from from that snowy area to to save the day. Um, uh, where like Jafar is like, "Oh, genie, I want you to make Jasmine fall and you know just head over heels in love with me," and genie's about to um, you know say, "Hey, man, I can't do that," but Jasmine, you know, sort of cuts him off because she sees Aladdin. She wants to distract Jafar, so then she becomes all like goo goo gaga i I'm like, okay, like, you know, she's she's selling this. And when, uh, like, just to further the distraction, she actually kisses Jafar. And then when that happens, you have Abu, who's like a wrestling um, Iago. Like, they just look they're like, huh? And then Aladdin just stops, like, because, like, he's yeah. about to get the lamp. And he's like, and then Jaf- And then Genie, like, just like, his mouth drops. Don't. Yeah, and then <laughs> it was just the funniest thing. I, they did such a good job at the timing of that. It's like, oh my gosh, she actually kissed Jafar. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I got to mention though, um, Jasmine had some really strong uh, Star Wars Return of the Jedi vibes, like the slave Princess Leia going on there, you know? Yeah, a little bit. I was like, all right, I can dig that. Like, you know, she has a. <laughs> I got the. You know, she, she looks good in red. You know, I like that crown on her. Why do you do this to me, dude? You make me hate you more and more whenever you talk about these kind of things. Like from now on, you are not allowed to talk about female characters. <laughs> I'm just saying though, like it was, it was a nice, uh, it was a nice change. I hate <laughs> you so much. Oh come on! Like how many, how many guys had like that that fantasy of like Princess Leia in, in like the slave gear um, in Return of the Jedi, and uh, and they did a pretty good um, you know representation of, of Jasmine in in that vein, you know, for Disney standards. Oh, I'm a fan. This is a kids podcast too. <laughs> I know. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it. I'm keeping it uh, on the up and up. I'm just saying that uh, they did a good job at animating that scene. I, I hope you choke on your water. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Greg! It was great. Okay. <sighs> For some reason, I knew that scene was going to come up with you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. See, you you know me so well. It was Uh, great. All right. So, moving on. Moving on. Um, So, when it comes to Jafar, as a villain, how do you think he did? You know, I think he was uh, one not to be reckoned with. Uh, He he had that fear factor going on, um, and he... You could almost sense that he can be blinded into whatever he was going after. Like he has that like tunnel vision. He's like, I am going to get this no matter what, and he doesn't care about like the the consequences. He doesn't care about the people that he's going to hurt, things like that. Which I think is a very good um, quality in a villain. Yeah. Um, and of course, like for him, his main goal, his ultimate goal, is to. You know, be the sultan. He wants to rule. He wants to rule with an iron thumb or fist. Fist, iron fist. Green thumb, iron fist. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, he did not want to be a gardener. He, 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 he could. You know, maybe that could be a, a nice uh, 
pastime for him. He literally ripped up an entire kingdom, which destroyed the ground. Yeah, so probably not. Yeah, probably not. So, but yeah, I mean, I I think he is a good villain. He was he's a better villain than Gaston in Beauty and the Beast, um, and I also think a better villain than Ursula in Little Mermaid. Yep, I think uh, he was an amazing villain. I think from the get go, you could tell this was a maniacal. Like he always was thinking about how to get what he wanted. Um, like, and that was the difference between him and Gaston. Gaston was just like he was just after the girl. Yeah. Like Jafar, didn't care about his whole else. point was his whole point was I need the lamp so I can rule everything. Yeah. And then and when he knew, people. yeah. And then when he knew that he lost the lamp, he's like, I don't care about the girl. I'm just gonna marry her so I can get the power of the Sultan. Yeah. Which, um, but he ended up becoming the Sultan anyway. Anyways, right because he and got the sorcerer. The lamp. Yep. And then he and then a genie. And then he becomes a genie because he's just so entrapped with wanting to be the most powerful. Yep. And destroy everything and rule everything. Yep. Um. He had no problem humiliating people. Obviously, he no did that to Jasmine. He made uh, the Sultan like a clown. Yeah. Like or even more of a clown because he was already a clown without so, being so like mesmerized. He had no problem doing that at all. No. Um, he had no problem like belittling the genie, like getting rid of like Aladdin. Like he even says, "How many times do I have to try to kill you?" Right. Yeah. I know. I sort of feel like uh, Aladdin was like John McClane in that movie. You yeah. know, from Die Hard. He's like, "I thought you were dead already." He's like, "Not so much." So it's like, yeah, it's one of those things where I think Jafar has the skills, like power. Like he just seems a lot more villainous. Um. And, I mean, I do have to stop and say this. I think Jafar's staff was, like, the coolest oh thing my growing gosh. up as a kid. Yes. I wanted a staff like that. I had a plastic one that wasn't too too tall when you're sure. a kid. It wasn't. Well, and then, like, there was yeah. a little thumb thing that it opened up and the eyes turned red. No. And made, like, you, was, had, you actually had something like that? Yeah. Oh, like wow. A, I think I got it from Disney World. That is so cool. I, I, my parents got it for me when I was a kid as a toy gift. But, like... I want like a real like actual like metal staff that I can walk around like with that. That'd be Dude. so awesome. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. And so I mean I really liked Jafar. Um, I don't know. Like when he found out that Aladdin had the lamp, his crazy laugh was just like oh really crazy. Yeah, it was, it's like it almost hurt my throat. It's like he he was getting that like certain vocal like like he was range. reaching that certain tone. It's like where it's really like, scratchy. I was like. Oh, you're gonna have a sore throat the next day, man. Yeah. So I, um, I don't know. I just think Jafar was a great, great villain. Yep. Very well done. Um. So now let's kind of put it here. What do you think about Jasmine as a princess compared to the other Disney princesses? My favorite. Your favorite. Top. Yep. She's my okay. favorite princess. Again. She That's what I thought you were gonna say. I, I mean, she, she, she's the, she's the full package. I mean, she is. A strong princess. She knows what she wants. She realizes that laws are good, but some of them, they don't make sense. So why do you need to follow them? Or is there a way that we can maybe create new law? Like, you know, she she just, she's not a pushover. She's very smart. Like she wasn't fooled by Prince Ali, um, you know, for, for you know, not not that long at all. Um, and she she's not afraid to speak her mind. And she's able to, I guess, just run with the best of them. She was able to trick Jafar into thinking that, well, she really does love him, you know, to almost sabotage his 
you know, his ultimate goal of, of world power. So, I mean, all in all, she's, she's just a great princess. One that is more progressive than some of the other ones in the Disney mythos. Um, and again, like I also just find the voice acting very, very appealing. I, I love Linda Larkin's take on Jasmine. Uh, I just love her voice in general. It's very soothing, very sultry. Um, and yeah, I mean, it also goes to, to show that like a, a 16 year old girl has like a Bengal tiger as a pet. It's like, that's like a ferocious man beast here. And you know, for her to, to have Raja um, as, as a pet, it's just, it's, it's really cool. It's like, wow, it's like, it's intimidating almost. Which is kind of weird to think about. It's like, she's nervous of, she's nervous about stepping on a flying carpet, but she has no problem with a tiger. With a tiger, right? I know. It's like, I don't feel like you're being consistent. Right? But still though, I mean, I mean, it's a flying carpet. Who, who sees the, like those in everyday life? Who lives with a tiger. Who lives with a... That's not chained up. Yeah. I don't know. See, again, she she's ballsy. So, um, so anyway. yeah, I, I think Jasmine is definitely up there as well for me. She's in the top three. Um, I don't know who I'd put number one, though. Oh, she's... Okay, so she... Does she beat Belle? Yes. Okay, so I, Belle's number three for you. Jasmine's number two. I don't know who number wow, one would be. Wow, okay. I really Interesting. I struggling to figure out number... Number two. one. I have an idea. Okay. But I still don't even know if I agree with that. Wow. I'm, I, I'm, like, this is one I'm going to always struggle with. Um, but yeah, I think Jasmine was a, a very great character, a very great princess. She had everything that you said. I just love the fact that, like, she was, um, she was smart. Like you said, she was adventurous. Um, she loved trying things, but she was also very strong on her convictions too. Right. Um, like so, she's like, I'm, I'm not surprised to be one. It's like, yeah. yeah, that's so true, you know? And, and she isn't afraid to voice that. Yeah. So I think Jasmine is a great princess, um, overall as, yeah, I think one of the best Disney princesses. I agree. Um, so let's take a look here. We got here. So overall, what are some other things about the movie overall? What you liked about the movie? Anything else? And then, um, would you say it was the best Disney Renaissance movie? All right. So yeah, so overall, like the movie, uh, it's, it's one of my favorite ones. Again, it's usually, you know, with Disney movies, you have like the princess as the main character who, you know, you're, you're going through this story with. Um, Jasmine, she is, a, you know, she's the lead female character, but the story is centered around Aladdin. I mean, hence the name, the name of the movie is Aladdin. So yeah. I, I found that very refreshing, very nice to see, you know, a rags to riches story in um, the male's point of view. Uh, and again, I just, I, I loved the quality in which uh, Scott Weiner plays Aladdin. Um, I think at, by the like when the, when he was recording his lines for Aladdin, I think he was like 15 or 16 years old. He was still on Full House as DJ Tanner's boyfriend, so he was you know still relatively you know uh, young in in his uh, I guess uh, entertainment profession, and I think they they just found this like the perfect guy to play Aladdin and. 
it's really cool to think that like you know someone that young is able to work with the best of them like robin williams and have such great chemistry um it also shows like what a great i guess uh, person robin williams was to bring you know people in and to make them feel comfortable and to bring out the best performances in everyone that you know that he comes in contact with um a lot of firsts you know for, for this movie like i said you know robin williams was like one uh, i think he was like the biggest um star power that disney was able to get in an animated feature um you know i think in their history which then uh sort of snowballed into like okay for the next movie like who else are we going to get that's an a-lister you know and then it sort of created that trend uh not only for disney but in like dreamworks and in other and um, animation studios like they're bringing in bigger names uh, which you know I I think worked in some cases but didn't work in other cases again I think some of the caster, uh, casting was so blind not not in Disney's sense but maybe in different animation studios to where like okay we don't care if, if they sound believable or if they can voice act we're just going to get like the biggest names you know on the planet mm -hmm. so again that might have been a little bit of a detriment but that was on their end because they were so focused on maybe getting that star power but with robin williams agreeing to uh do animation people were like what is animate like do live action like that's where you go that that that's how you make a name for yourself but for him to say hey you know animation is something that's also very pivotal very important that can transcend generations and uh, can remain relevant, I think that helped uh, you know, the, the Disney resurgence and just the uh, popularity of, an of animation. So um, again, like that, that's why I, I, I love that movie so much is because they were able to get Robin Williams and Robin Williams was able to put on such a great performance that it would show in the subsequent Disney movies going forward. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you. I mean, Robin Williams, I mean, I mean you can't really say much more. I mean, no. the guy literally did so many random t like, things that, like, the animators, like, the directors and people who were, were essentially, like, he was he was going on so many, like, fast tangents and just coming up with things off the top of his head yeah. where, like I said Ad before, like, the animators were told to essentially animate around what he was just throwing out there. Because, like, that's how fast he was. Like, you can't... You, like, I, like, I've said in other things, like, with our favorite, you know, voice actors, you cannot put Robin Williams into a box. No. Like, you can't. So I, yeah. that's why one of the reasons why I loved Aladdin so much, because, I mean, they had a plethora of stuff to work with with him. So I think that was great. Um, so do you think it is the best Disney Renaissance movie? No. It's, it's up there. Again, I, I cannot say more about the message again it, it just hits me it's it's probably my favorite message out of er, any disney movie um but when it comes to like the quint the quintessential like movie that you think of when you think of disney renaissance i think it comes up a little short to my number one okay i would say this one is probably my number two it okay all short of my number one as well okay um but I think it is definitely one of the highlights of the Disney Renaissance for sure. Oh, for sure. So for sure. All right. I think we are uh, done for this episode. We have obviously wow. talked about the Lion King, uh, not the Lion King. Um, getting all my movies. That'll be the up. next one. 
That'll be the next one that we're You're gonna... one jump ahead, Chris. Oh, there we oh, go. Oh, oh, there we go. I Aladdin like that. is uh, we're gonna wrap up Aladdin. We've talked about it a lot before, obviously. Um so Greg, before we uh, kind of sign off here, yeah. what are some places that people can find us? Where sure. are they? Uh, go on to Facebook and uh, check out our page. It is My Disney Addiction Podcast. You can go to check out our posts. You can message us uh, and you can let us know um, you know, what you're thinking and, and some of your favorite Disney memories. Uh, on Twitter, our handle is at Disney, uh, sorry, at My Disney Addicts. We also post there. Also a great time and a great community. And finally on Instagram, our handle is my underscore Disney underscore addiction underscore podcast. So make sure you check out all of those uh, and follow us and just connect because we want to be able to create a huge, fun, loving community with people who are also obsessed with Disney. So please make sure to check us out. Also go on the uh, podcast uh, platform of your choice and write us a review. Uh, you know, uh, also give us those five stars because that will help us out in uh, so many ways. So please, please, please do that for us. And also, if you guys want to be featured on this podcast, you can email us at what, Greg? My Disney Addiction Podcast at gmail.com. At gmail.com. That is correct. I can confirm that is true. So please, um, you can email us there. If you email us, set up a little audio recording or video recording of yourself stating your name where you're from, and how long you have been a Disney addict, and we will feature you on the podcast as well. And if you message us and, you know, are in correspondence with us, you know, eventually we might want to have some of our guests on the podcast as feature um, That's the goal. Hosts. So we want to make this a very much engaging, you know, everybody Disney fan addicts podcast, not just about us, but we want to engage that group as a whole with this podcast. So, Greg, I think we're pretty much done for the day, but do you happen to have any uh, Disney quote for us here? Ooh, yes. Uh, so, it's, it, of course, it's got to be from the movie Aladdin. And I know that this one is a simple one, but, again, it, it goes straight into the theme. Uh, it's basically when, uh, you know, Genie was that bee uh, beside uh, Aladdin when he was Prince Ali. And, you know, he could tell that Aladdin was getting uh, a little bit jumbled up with maybe the lies that he was starting to tell Jasmine. Um, and you know, he just went to his ear, just whispered, be yourself. Yep. You know, like it, I know it's, it's not a big quote, uh, but it, it's, it's one that, that carries a lot of meaning. I can show you the world, shining, shimmering, splendid. Tell me princess, now when did you last let your heart decide? That was a Titan Cast episode.